Thanks for being on Esther Club this past week. You were so good on it. It was my pleasure to have the honor of podcasting with you on a second podcast. Yeah, it was a <laughs> it was a dream come true. Okay. In in person on my couch, legs touching. I know. Oh my God. Whew. That was it got hot. It got hot in that room. I know you call Esther Club a podcast, but to me it is the insane ramblings from a woman on the verge's iPad. But anyway, we digress. Okay. <gasps> Today we have two very special guests on Glowing Up. One of which is a returning customer. That's right. And the other other guest is brand new, new to the space. These women are entrepreneurs, influencers. <laughs> They are skincare gurus. They are multi-hyphenates. They are the founders of the hot, hottest new skincare brand on the streets, Do. And I'm happy to call them friends. Please, we welcome back to the show, Miss Marta. And welcome, a whole new welcome to the show, Charlotte Palermino. Yay! Yay! Yay. Welcome, you guys. Thank you for being here. So, uh, this is so exciting. Marta, like Esther said, you've been on Glowing Up before. You're a fan favorite guest. People have been begging, pleading with us to have you back. And Charlotte. Thanks. You're not only, you guys aren't just the founders and CEO, founders of Do. But Charlotte, you are a viral TikTok skincare star in your own right. And people I need to know more about that. I found I a home in TikTok. What does that mean? So you're are you like teaching us all skincare tricks on TikTok? I need to learn everything right now. Tell me at all. Okay, so we're forgetting one co-founder, Joyce, who actually recently joined the team, and she's actually a cosmetic chemist who's like made some pretty incredible cult products. So She's actually where we get a lot of the science side of the brand, and she taught me most of what I know. Okay. Um, Literally did patents, like clinical studies, love her. And so, yeah, when quarantine started, I was like, well, I'm by myself. So I just started talking into my phone and posting it on TikTok, but doing like very basic things, like things you don't do to your face, like don't throw acid at it all day and wonder why you have a rash. Um, And it did really well for me. So yeah, I found a little community on on TikTok skincare. It's a niche that I love. What's your most viral TikTok skincare video to date? I mean, probably something around blackheads. Um, Oh no, Vaseline and slugging, which to me was like the least controversial thing. It's like, I was like, well... Vaseline, like people have been using that forever. Mm -hmm. And I got a lot of uh, 
blowback, particularly from like the natural skincare community, like this new trend. And I'm like, it's been around for 135 years, guys. Like it's not, it's not new. Let's yeah, not do this. What is slugging? <laughs> so basically when you have really dry skin, putting like an occlusive layer over your face helps reduce what they would call like transepidermal water loss, which is like basically just of water evaporating. Like I have dry skin. I don't have oil on my face. I'm wearing Vaseline right now. It's what this glow is. It actually is what makes you look kind of photoshopped on pictures. Like it's, it's reflecting light, like cosmetic, but basically you just put it on after your moisturizer and it just like makes your skin really juicy. I've heard about and you this look like in- a cute little glowing slug. I've heard about what? this on K-Beauty Reddit, but wait a second. I've always heard of it as a last step, almost like akin yeah, to a last. sleeping mask mm-hmm. at night, but you wear it during the day? Yeah, I wear it a lot. Well, I have like very dry skin. Like when Same. I was growing up, I basically like would have like eczema. I would get in Patigo, in Patigo, can't forget how you pronounce that, like very easily. Um, and so for me, it's like, I've always like been trying to like figure out how to hydrate my skin and keep the hydration there. Because when you put hyaluronic acid on your face, it just evaporates. And people love La Mer. La Mer is mineral oil. La Mer is Vaseline and a pap- and beautiful paperweight. Like it's Vaseline and that's why it actually does work, but it's, it's petrolatum, which is the actual ingredient list. So yeah, it's like my favorite trick and I've been doing it forever. And yeah, the internet went a little bit wild on it. Like kind of like people that are like, this is amazing. It's saving my skin. And then people who think I'm telling people to put like actual gasoline on their faces. And I'm like, that's not what I, that's not what that is. Like you have to have like... Yeah. Are you just using like this straight up drugstore Vaseline yeah. or do you use like a specific thing? It's going to have a little presentation, but no, I use Vaseline. I mean, you can use a couple of different ones. Um, Sarah V has a version as well. It has like ceramides and hyaluronic acid. Like they got fancy on it. Mm. And then I don't love Aquaphor just because I'm, I'm allergic to lanolin. Oh, but you yes. may not be. <laughs> oh my God. Um, I know someone that's yeah. allergic to lanolin. It's like a real thing. Yeah. I'm like slightly allergic. So it's like, I, st- I, but like, if you're not allergic, it's totally fine to put that on your face. But the idea is, is like when you put an occlusive layer over water, your skin will keep that water and it's less likely for the water to evaporate because when you have a damaged barrier, dry skin, you don't have enough oil. It's just because like the water is evaporating from your skin. It's like, just do you find that this has helped with your dry skin? Yeah. I don't have dry skin. So anymore. she's been saying for the last 10 minutes, bitch. I just can't believe it. I I I have dry skin. I need to know these things. If we ever meet in person, will you personally apply the Vaseline to my face for me? So I know I'm getting my esthetician's license. Yes, by the time I come to LA, I will be able to legally touch your face, and I would be honored. Are you doing that over Zoom? How is that working? (laughs) That's how it started, and it was for theory. And I really love my class, but it was like a lot of like reading out of a book. And so I was like, I'm so glad I didn't have to travel to Times Square to listen to someone lecture about Mm. the different layers of your skin, which I find fascinating. Um, But now we're in clinic, so I'm like actually touching faces. So it's in person. But like, you wear a lot of PPE. Wow. PPE. Could you tell us, Charlotte, what is your background in skincare? Yeah. You I mean, know quite a bit. Well, Marge has been on this crazy journey with me. I kind of like all started together. So I, 
like just in terms of like background, like I used to work at Snapchat before that I was at Hearst. I would always write about like culture and beauty, um, mostly because like I hate scams. Like I always knew juice cleansing was a scam. And so like literally it's how Marta and I met was I did a pizza cleanse to just show you if you just like restrict your calories, you can literally eat anything and lose weight. And I did. And so, um, oh my God, wait, in high school, I went on the Pop-Tart diet and did the same thing and lost weight so I could yeah. wear a bikini for the school play. Yeah. I ate only Pop-Tarts. It was great. I looked amazing. I felt yeah. really sick though. Look at her. She's a vision. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously it works. The woman's a freaking vision. Um, so yeah, Marta and I then started a company called Nice Paper though, after we left our jobs and it was in cannabis and I started doing a lot of research into like the deep dives about like what cannabinoids do and we wanted it to start as like content. And then we ended up meeting Joyce and Joyce, who is our other co-founder, she's the one who was like, there's actually promise in cannabinoids. So it all started with us wanting to do clinical studies on cannabinoids and skincare. And if you know me, you just know I'm like, I'm, so I don't even know, it's like almost like pathological. Like I need to know things, like I need to understand. So it started off with me just reading like, basically like NCBI, which is like clinical study databases and like just trying to understand ingredients. So it's just been like two years of me researching. I write a lot about beauty now. And then, yeah, now I'm getting my esthetician's license. It's just like a lot of self-education and bothering Joyce and dermatologists because we have a dermatologist as our one of our advisors. Oh and now I'm friends with dermatologists on Instagram. And like we do <gasps> these like collaborations, like content collaborations. And it's like, they just teach me everything. It's amazing. You taught me about... Who's your favorite Instagram dermatologist, Shireen? Oh, I Idris. love Shireen. Yeah. yeah, let's give her a shout out because I just started love following Shireen. her because of you. Shireen Idris. Like Shireen, Renella, um, Derm Beauty Doc is another good one. Mm. Um, so many amazing dermatologists on Instagram that are yeah. like trying to combat misinformation and they're finally coming onto social to like, and I wrote an article about this for Marie Claire, but like about how like dermatologists are on TikTok to fight misinformation. Nice. It's happening on Insta. It's pretty cool. It's some cool shit. So that's so exciting. So you guys are working with a cool chemist who you said formulated some cult classic products. Can we say what they are? Or is she under Oof, NDA? I don't, I don't know if she's under NDA, but I will say that one of them is like one of the biggest like cosmeceutical brands in the US. And in one of our like meetings, she just like dropped the patent that she had like done while she was working there. She was like, oh yeah, I just got the patent paperwork. And we were like, who are you? What is happening? Oh my God, that is so iconic. So yeah, I mean, Charlotte, like obviously people should check out your TikTok, check out you on Instagram for like all kinds of really fun and cool and like super informative videos about skincare. Like today you posted one about the best acids to use if you have sensitive skin. I'm mm -hmm. personally a more acneic, less sensitive person, but I still learned a lot from that vid. Big, you want the big molecules, right? The bit, the thick molecules. You want a thick molecule because I have sensitive and dry skin and I was the person that was using that ordinary red mask. Oh and I, no. Like, just, I just like ripped off my face and this was years ago and I just like ripped off my face, just ripped it off. It's really so, intense. Women use it yeah. on their armpits. That's like the big hot new Why? use. It's a good way. Glycolic wow. acid is just like basically, um, like kills the bacteria. Oh. For armpits? Yeah, and it'll also help discoloration. with like any ingrowns, discoloration, exactly. Like, yeah, it works. Oh, yeah. 
or keratosis pilaris, the back Ooh, of the arm, KP, the chicken skin. baby. Well, KP. We love KP. What do you What do you recommend for someone like? Because Caroline is super acid friendly, and I'm like more sensitive, dry, and afraid of the sun. Like, what's like a good beginner's easy girl, lazy girl acid? Lazy girl acid. I mean, I girl have a bunch sitting in, the, in front of me. Girl who lives <laughs> in the basement acid. You're like that one. Well, good because you can't see the sun. Um, honestly, this one's pretty good. I can just like show you, but yeah, Crave has a good one. <gasps> oh. Interesting. Esther, five. I've been telling Esther about Crave. I love I love, Crave. I love Leah. Um, but it's 5%. Because, like, the thing is, is, like, it's not necessarily about, like, the acid itself. Like, people focus so much on, like, glycolic and lactic and, mm. you know, PHAs and things like that. And it's, like, PHAs are weaker. They're very, very mild. But it's, like, most – if it's 5%, it's, like, the problem is that people are putting, like, 20% acids on their face. And then I love Dr. Loretta. She's um, our dermatologist advisor. She is actually – she has a crazy story. The more I learn about her, the more I'm like, she basically like helped to like do all the research on UVA. I'm like, you blow my mind, but her peels are great. They're 10% and they also have peptides. So it makes your skin juicy, which is all I what want. Are pe- what are peptides? Um, peptides are basically, Settle the score. if you have to ask, you'll probably just like never. <laughs> so it's like building blocks of, <laughs> no. it's like the building blocks of like your cells, like our proteins. And so basically peptides can signal different things in your skin or replace different things in your skin. So what the clinicals we have on peptides are, or that peptides can help with moisturization. Um, but much more so than like, say putting like glycerin on your face or like hyaluronic acid right and then because it can like help replace those lipids and then another thing that it can do is it can actually help build collagen which um do isn't coming out with like topical skincare until 2021 like early 2021 we're really excited because we're just going through one more clinical study um we did the first one to figure out the right dosing for cannabinoids because you can't just like throw CBD at something and just figure like, oh, this dose will do. Like we need to know the actual dose, just like retinol or anything else. So yeah, with uh, peptides, the the collagen building is like actually something that we're really interested in. And it can even like, um, like flatten out wrinkles because it can even like help target some muscles. It's cool. Wow. (laughs) Woo. Oh my God. I feel like I just got rode hard and put away wet. I love it. I I love it. I feel like you know so much. I'm curious, like, as a dry skin, sensitive skin person who's, like, worried about aging and just having beautiful, perfect skin forever and ever, what are the things that you recommend people do or that you do every day? What are your, like, everyday mm-hmm. ingredients you need on your face? I definitely don't overdo it because when you just start creating chronic inflammation, you are going to age your skin, right? Like it's, it's why I actually like move people away from using like vitamin C and an acid and retinol and do all the things, right? Like you're like, unless if you have like the most resilient skin and Caroline, that might be you. And I'm proud of you if that is the case. Like Mm -hmm. if I did that, I would just have like a wound on my, on my face. So what I typically tell people to do is like pick your active and like stagger that, but it's also really important. You're layering. Like a lot of people think that you put oils on right after your serums. And for me, it's like your moisturizer has humectants in it, like water loving ingredients. Why would you cock block that with like a layer of oil? Like it doesn't make sense. Like just flip that and just lock in your moisturizer, like the water in your moisturizer. Um, and ooh, another thing, if you have dry skin, 
you have to apply your products on damp skin. That's like a baseline. Um, Why? Damp. Because the thing is, is like in a moisturizer, it has humectants. So like just humectants are like water loving ingredients. And like, they basically just like swell up and hoard water and it makes your face look plump, but also keeps your skin comfortable throughout the day. And a good moisturizer will have the humectants. It'll also have emollients, which are like rosehip oil or just like basically anything that's going to act a little bit more occlusive and just kind of seal in that water um, because you're just trying to create a barrier for the skin. But if you're applying moisturizer to dry skin, those humectants have like nothing to hold on to. It's like a basic Wait. thing and it never says it on the jar. And I'm like, these well, people. We know that for hyaluronic acid that there's mm -hmm. no point in putting it on dry skin. I didn't know. Same thing with a moisturizer. Yeah, there's a pair of like, Wait, what? Hyaluronic yeah, acid. I just don't. It's what? too much to remember. I'm getting stressed out. No, I just don't <laughs> understand water because water I'm like constantly taught is good and then constantly taught it's bad, right? Like water, you know, you drink it. Water without, then, yeah. Without traveling like, it is bad, yeah. But it dries you. I thought like my mom mm -hmm. always says like don't take hot baths or showers. Like it dries you out. So I'm like hot, water's bad. Hot. <laughs> hot baths. But, but, hot wait, showers. There's more. Water has um, like impurities or whatever the fuck, you know? Are you putting I'm, bottled water on your face? Like, help no. me. Tell, tell me. <laughs> the no. point you're, you are standing on shaky ground right now. You're basically saying that you've heard Esther, water I has. Am. Oh, okay. Marta's holding up an Marta's Evian. Okay, Marta's chic. Old school. No, I use New York water. They did a whole campaign. <laughs> The skin should always be wet. Where did we all? Oh, do you remember where I'm you so were fucked. when you first heard that they <laughs> sold? So upset. Just seeing that Evian aerosol thing takes me back to a simple time when you first when mm -hmm. I first heard that celebrities use that on planes to keep their skin wet. Mm -hmm. But you want to trap it. You can't just have water sit on your skin because then it's going to evaporate. And yes, it will take moisture. But if you lock it in with like an oil or moisturizer, a, a Vaseline. That's what you want. Trapping the water. Okay. Got a thirst oh, trap. God. Thirst trap <laughs> close to the skin. Okay. But what if that water has whatever? Just Ignore her. Out. Ignore I her. Drink tap water. I'm not the person to ask. I'm like I don't know. Charlotte, can you give any advice to your to the oily skin acneic ladies that are listening? Like I'm personally dealing with a lot of mask knee right now. Every time I wear a mask, I get a pimple the next day. It's just mm -hmm. like, it's just a done deal. Do you have? like a, an acid or a hero product or like something you could recommend to the oily ladies and gents listening? Maskne is probably one of the hardest things to deal with because if you start throwing acids at maskne, it's basically happening because of, yes, you're trapping bacteria. It's a really humid environment. It's like basically just like a heyday for, you know, irritation in the skin, but you mm. also have like chafing and it's raw skin. Like I get like mask chafe. Like when I wear my PPE to esthetician school, if I'm wearing mm. like a proper K95, my nose is bleeding by the end of it because it rubs just against the end of it. Mm. So I'll literally be bleeding. Um, so the worst thing you can do in that situation is to throw an acid on top. It's really boring, but all you can do is baby the skin. So apply moisturizer to damp skin, 
Maybe you can do spot treatments. Like we love Starface, right? So those hydrocolloid patches, but it's not about like stripping the skin further because your skin's already traumatized. So if you put an acid, like salicylic acid is what people use for acne and for blackheads. And mm-hmm. it breaks up like basically the bonds in your skin mm. and then basically eats up the oil. Mm. You, in normal cases, that's fine. Like maybe you could get away with like a very low percentage, like a salicylic acid face wash. Mm. But to use like a 2%, you're going to... Mm. you're going to wound yourself. Okay. Mm-hmm. So be careful. Esther's just patting her face with water. Is that what's happening? Well, I'm like, I've never done this before. I got to start now. Yeah. And then put a moisturizer over it. Mm-hmm. Seal it. Oh, I just, I'm so confused. Is, is water moisturizing or drying? You have to seal it in. It's hydrating. It's neither. It's hydrating. And then you have to lock it with a moisture, with something that is moisturizing. So let's talk about do a little bit. So I have so many questions. So let's talk a little bit about the brand. Like Marta, you are a brand goddess. You're the queen of branding, a creative genius, a creative guru. Can you tell us a little bit how you guys landed on the name do, what it means, like how to spell it, everything? Wow. How did you guys um, how did you guys connect and make it and tell us everything? While Esther rubs donkey semen on her face. <laughs> uh, I'm just gonna preface this by saying this is the second time I've ever been on a podcast and maybe the first time I've ever answered this question out loud to anyone. Okay. Like, well you guys can answer it together. No pressure. Setting. But honestly, I think it's just like a really natural representation of like who all we are, who all of us are. It's like and I don't really think anything like it existed when we thought about it two years ago. And we were going to call it cult skin, which is just like, you know, obsession with cults and like, but not not even like that. Just we just knew it would stick, but we weren't able to. And then Charlotte just came up with do one day and like we loved it. It just felt right. It sounded right. Like, well, it's a French word for gods. Let's be yeah. real, real. So I'm half French. Like, I don't know if you guys know that, but yeah. Oh, I know it. I never <laughs> I never forget that you're chic. You're literally Emily in Paris, but... <laughs> I have not but, started watching that. But, but no. you're going to die. <laughs> it's, it's... Okay, so it means, it means God. It's a French word for God. Gods. So plural. So many gods, yes. Now, and it's a skincare brand, but the your first product launch was not actually a skincare. It's more of a skincare tool, would you yeah. say? How would you describe the launch? I mean, I yeah. I mean, I think it's like when you look at kind of like the vibe of Do, it's obviously like Marta embodied. Like it's if like a cherub became like a business person, like that's kind of like the vibe of do. But when we were kind of looking at like what was in skincare, like we're doing a lot of clinicals, we're doing a lot of stability testing. We're launching a product that's requiring us to work with the FDA. Like we're trying to do it right. And we're also trying to make a product that follows the law. Like, I don't know how else to say it. Like there's like a lot of skincare that's out there that doesn't do like stability testing and challenge testing, which is why sometimes you go into Sephora and the products are curdled. Like this happened to me recently. What? Where, oh yeah. 
Oh yeah. Like it's wild. Like people always talk about what they want in terms of regulations from Europe and they always focus on this stupid ingredient list that's not even in our skincare. And I'm like, no, we want the stability and the challenge testing. That is what we want. Um, and stability yeah, so- means like you want a product to not curdle. Shelf stable. So the actives still work. Um, you crash sure. test it. Yeah. Joyce is in charge of all that. And she's done like an incredible job. But the reason why we wanted to start with a little eye mask was we definitely wanted to create a product that's going to be on your face. But also like Marta and I, we get a lot of like PR mailers and we were just realizing how much we were accumulating. And we just realized there's a better way to sheet mask because all a sheet mask is, is an occlusive layer to help a serum sink in. And we all have so many products sitting under our shelf. So we basically just wanted to start with something that was like kind of inclusive and brought in other brands and kind of highlighted that you don't always need to buy a new product when you're doing something. And March is doing a beautiful demonstration for us right now of the eye mask. Um, so yeah, it, it just kind of happened. Like, I don't, I wish that we had this like big aha moment that we're trying to reinvent sheet masks, but we, we were just talking to, um, a medical silicone factory and it just kind of, it just kind of happened. And yeah, our next couple of products aren't even going to be topical skincare. They're going to be, it's going to be a little different. So I don't know if like we're skincare Mm. as much as we're like whole body. So it's not just about your face. That's my bad. Holistic. And it's a reusable eye mask that you put over your eye cream. Mm-hmm. Existing eye creams and serums, yes. Dr. Oh. Loretta, tightening oh. eye gel. Nice. Amazing. <laughs> it's Charlotte, a very- what are your, Sorry, go ahead. No, 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 please. What are your thoughts on eye cream in general? Like, what are some ingredients we should be looking for in a good mm. eye cream? Because I, I have a pretty complicated relationship with eye cream. Like, I Same. don't- like, I don't know why I'm spending more for this extra bottle and it's smaller. And it's usually smaller. It's usually 15 yeah. ml. So the first thing I'll say is you do not need an eye cream, okay? Mm. You can absolutely use a moisturizer, any mm. moisturizer, or like a hydrating serum, and then use these eye masks. That's part of the design. The idea that there's like different molecular sizes of the eye creams. I work directly with suppliers You use the same peptide that you would use in an eye cream as you would in a serum. There's no differentiation. Like Mm. I love the Matrixel brand. So not Matrixel 3000, that's an old one, but there's like other ones like Matrixel Morphonics, like these really cool peptides that actually Mm. work. You're going to use the same one in your eye cream as the other one. That being said, caffeine does help. It's Mm. super basic. It's super basic. Everybody has it, but it works because it constricts those blood vessels. So it reduces the appearance of blood pooling underneath your eyes, which is dark circles. Um, Wait. You can, wait. I always thought dark circles were genetic. They can be. Genetic ones, go see a plastic surgeon. Don't even waste your fucking money on an eye cream. Don't bother. If it's genetic, gotta get out of here. How mm. do you know if you're genetic or non-genetic? I mean, if you'll know because, like, you'll look around at your family. But it's, like, for me, it's, like, my dark my dark circles are, like, I'm, like, look at your parents. Um, but, like, my dark circles because, like, I'm not sleeping, right? So it's, mm. like, anything that's going to basically, like, kind of, like, it's constrict the blood flow and basically, like, help that look. Also, wrinkles, right? Like, you can't – some people put straight retinol on their eyeball. I can't – or not eyeball, but, like, on the under eye area – I can't do that. I break out immediately. 
So it's also, if like you're sensitive, like usually the dosings are more accurate. Like if you use a 20% vitamin C underneath your eye every day, God bless, good luck. It's a very thin layer of skin, super sensitive, can be prone to inflammation. So if anything, like eye creams, like shouldn't be crazy expensive um, because they either have like lower, like Mm. concentrations of actives. Mm. Um, Unless if it's a peptide, then you can, then you can start getting really high up in the cost. Um, but yeah, for me, you don't need an eye cream. Um, I like them because I do like certain ingredients. Like this tightening eye gel has like an ingredient that basically like, just like will temporarily minimize the appearance of wrinkles. So caffeine is for dark circles from lack of sleep. Mm -hmm. And that will help with that. Yes. Um, things can also help with inflammation. Caffeine can also help with inflammation and like puffiness. Um, Hmm. and that's what these help with too. Um, like little eye masks, if you put them in the freezer and you put them on your eye, that's going to help with the inflammation. Sorry. Esther. Esther, I've never, ever in my life seen Esther pull out a pen during glowing up. (laughs) I want you right now. Okay. Little Miss student. I want you to hold up the sheet of paper that you were just writing on, and I want to see what you wrote down. Esther, I have articles about this. I will send them to you. I wrote it right here. Just says I wrote Esther hungry. (laughs) I wrote caffeine. I love. I'm sorry, Charlotte is like schooling me in a way that I've never been schooled. I'm learning so much that you need caffeine in your under eye cream. She's being and I in my fucking life seen you write anything down, much less I've been in writers' rooms with you, (laughs) written TV with you. I've never seen you write one thing down in my life, and I can't believe you just wrote down the word caffeine. Who are you? I'm sorry. I'll try to focus. Sorry, back to caffeine. Oh my god, that's amazing. But it's all temporary. I want to be super clear that all of these ingredients are temporary, but like, I'm okay with temporary. I wear makeup every day. I'm not always looking for something permanent. Gonna write Um, that down, Esther? But can I tell you guys really quickly what companies do to trick you into thinking that they're getting rid of your dark circles, but they aren't? Of course. They add an ingredient called um, mica, which is basically used in like every cosmetic and it's like shimmery. So sometimes in serums, they'll put mica and it's like, you can almost see a glisten. It just reflects light. So you're like, it worked, but it's like makeup. Oh, I have another skincare doctor question for you. I feel like a lot of talk is about avoiding a skincare product with alcohol in them. But alcohol like seems to be in the ingredient list on everything or like some form of alcohol. I love how people say that. And I'm like, look at SkinCeuticals, okay? Of course. Like, arguably the best brand in the U.S. I'm like, please look at SkinCeuticals. I mean, for me, it's like the people that are like, you mustn't use this ingredient. Whenever you have to say, like, free from, I'm like, okay, well, you've already raised a red flag because why aren't you talking about what's in your product? Why are you trying to sell me on, like, demonizing another ingredient? Mm -hmm. If there's super high concentrations of anything, yes, it can be irritating. But alcohol helps products penetrate deeper into the skin. If it's in a lower percentage, for most people, you're not going to get an allergy for or like drying of the skin, which is like most commonly cited. But like if it's drying your skin, like, sorry, but we have clinical studies with hand sanitizers and nurses using hand sanitizer a hundred times a day. There isn't a huge statistical difference with like it's stripping the skin if you're putting things like glycerin and like these other ingredients in it. So when people say like alcohol, denatured alcohol is 
bad. It's probably the formulation as a whole that's bad if it's making you react or it's just not for you. Like that's a very, that's like another thing I see all the time is like something doesn't work for me. So I'm going to say it doesn't work for anyone. No. Um, but one of my favorite retinols that you can buy over the counter is a SkinCeuticals retinol and it has like denatured alcohol. And yeah, that shit gets deep into the skin and it helps with wrinkles. So I will be putting that on my face for the foreseeable future. What about fragrance? Um, well, my personal favorite is people are like, I only use fragrance free products. And then they use a product with essential oils. I'm like, essential oils are the essence of a flower. It is literally fragrance, literally fragrance, but can be even more irritating sometimes because like when you have a plant, you have to purify it. So you have to like get all the shit out of the soil that's in it. It drives me crazy. Um, but for me with fragrance, I'm not great with fragrance, right? But majority of the population is fine. I would say like, you know, if you have sensitive, dry, irritated skin, no, I wouldn't use a product with fragrance. If you don't have those things, like you don't need your skincare to smell like hot dog water. For me, my skincare smells disgusting and it's just what I have to deal with because I have sensitive skin. I almost like the smell of like a natural earthy non-fragrance skincare and because I've been so afraid of it because I've heard that fragrance can break down the collagen in your skin Mm, there's no research to really support that I mean the thing is chronic inflammation can be bad so if you have like an allergic reaction then yeah for sure but if you don't have an allergic reaction like you're fine I mean for me with skincare it's like you don't need fragrance in it like it's really just the emotional side that people are marketing to but you know there's no like benefit, right? Like it's not like retinol or an AHA or like CBD or something that's going to actually do something to your skin. So that's why I'm kind of like, if you want to avoid it, fine. But like the demonization, it's like for clicks, it's reviews. Like it's not. Okay. Like we have dermatologists coming on TikTok being like, why are you guys so mad at fragrance? Yeah. Esther. Well, what about, oh, and I, Z, I was just going to, well, I want to know what you want to ask, Caroline. Go ahead. I wanted to ask about hormonal acne, which is my cross to bear. (laughs) I'm sorry. Was 45 minutes of talking about your dry ass skin? Okay. So Marta, do you, do you empathize, mm, empathize with the hormonal acne struggle? I mean, it literally ruined tears of my life, but. Your skin looks amazing, by the way. Thank you. I cleared it up. Like, I used to struggle right here so badly, and I still have scars a little, but, like, I don't wear any makeup anymore. Like, I think that has helped. Flying, I think, and being in one place for more than three weeks has made a difference. So, So. I mean, stress obviously fucks with our Mm -hmm. hormones a lot. Uh Food, (laughs) literally everything. Like, that's the thing. It's like, even like the pollution in the air. So it's like, I know a lot of people in California are having a lot of problems with their skin because the pollution is really increased with the wildfires. And it's like, yet another side effect of global warming is, yeah, we're going to experience more breakouts and perfect things like that. Not more breakouts. Wonderful. (laughs) Awesome. Not that much a grand scheme of things, but it's like, of course. I'm always... (laughs) I'm always struggling with my hormonal acne and it's like everything seems to trigger it. It's like the masks, eating, God forbid I have a drop of dairy, like forget it, I'm done. 
Anyway, doesn't <sighs> doesn't sound like there's really an answer. So I mean, you can use dark things back to me. <laughs> like, like retinol, like there are ingredients that like just help with your cell turnover because basically all acne is, is it's an inflammatory condition, but it's also because of how you shed your skin cells. They get plogged in the pore and you have bacteria on your skin that like basically like feeds off the oil that you have. So you can control the oil and you can control the skin shedding. Um, right. And that's basically two ways of helping manage it. But there's also like different like treatments that you can do to actually manage the hormones. But that's like why it's like with acne, like you, you go to a doctor, but like you don't have like cystic acne or like Which grade I four have acne. Had. I've been yeah. on that side of things. So if you had to say retinol or uh, BHAs for acne. Retinol. Really? Because mm-hmm. okay. it's going to also help with collagen which helps with scarring. Mm. And how many times a week are we retinoling? Are we building Dep- up to every depends. night or are we building depends up to like- on the, Depends on the product. So when I was using Tret, like, mm. oof, my skin was amazing. Um, but it was like really drying and sensitizing. Um, so I kind of stopped. Now I use like just like regular old retinol. Um, okay. SkinCeuticals 1% is what I typically use. Um, and yeah, I use it four nights a week. 1%. And then I'll do- and then I'll do like a peel every once in a while. Yeah. Okay. But I usually, I usually focus on like keeping the hydration and like restoring my skin because I test a lot. Mm-hmm. Is there mm-hmm. any ingestibles like foods, powders, liquids that you would say are good for having good, beautiful, perfect, plump skin? <laughs> Okay, so full disclosure, we are working on a supplement, but the big thing that we're working on is like making sure that you see the sourcing of your ingredients and you have really big transparency on them because a lot of the ingredients and supplements are super sketchy. Um, So we're hopefully going to be launching that in the next couple of months, but like we're very clear that like these ingredients have been clinically studied, but it's really hard for a supplement to guarantee to make it to your face. So for example, for me, when I was taking the supplement, the biggest change I saw was like full body. Like I didn't really need as much body lotion, which typically in the winter, I am like dousing myself in a tub of CeraVe every single day um, because I get like that alligator skin and stuff like that. So there are certain ingredients that have some clinic, like have clinical studies against them. Like even some forms of collagen have clinicals and like there's more research coming out. But for me, the reason why I don't really recommend collagen is because the sourcing really sketches me out. Like I was talking to this one supplier uh, because like I get insane about research on skincare. I also get insane on the supply chain side. And like we were, we're vegan. And like one of the many reasons why is like we were talking to this supplier and there's like brain matter in collagen and the wait what like you think you're getting hooves which also is like a bit cognitive like i'm like i don't want to eat hooves even though you're like okay fine but um yeah there was there's like brain matter in them and um and it's it's not like you have to be super careful i'm like i don't want that like i don't know i was in france during mad cow disease and i'm like i am good i'm good brain brain (laughs) So anyways, Wait, yeah. So, what is the like? Is there like avocado or like something like? What? Well, let's say eating, I like feel. <laughs> let's say I wake up and I'm like I'm ugly today, and I'm like, what can I eat that day to feel like? Oh, I took steps towards being pretty. <laughs> I mean, I would say I'm like 
at the end of the day, it's like just, it's such a boring answer. But like, if you're eating a balanced diet, you should be getting the nutrients that you need. Uh, if you don't eat fat, yeah, Sorry, you're going to have Esther. drier skin. Like you need to eat fats and like healthy fats because if you don't, like when you eat only fat-free foods, I'm like, I don't know how you have any like, like healthy oil production in your skin. You gotta get some juice um, in the goose. Yeah, yeah. Drink some olive oil. Um, but yeah, if you're not eating like, for me, it's like, I can't really eat kale. Like I get like crazy upset stomachs, but it's like, yeah, I like try to eat like vegetables and fruits. Like, I don't know. It's like very basic. And in esthetician school, you do learn this. Like Sugar, basically where it's bad like- Bad or good? Bad. bad. Sugar's bad. It just, it's so, it's like, it's boring. It just, it is. But that's why Tortilla I laugh at, like chips. those gummy Water, collagen. myth or fact? I mean, you need water to feed your cells, but is water going to extra hydrate your skin? No, there's going to be a Oh, I'm so point. sick of these 16-year-olds on TikTok that are like, how did I get my skin perfect? Like, I drink eight glasses of water a day. And Accutane. Yeah. And Accutane. And you're 16. Yeah. <laughs> drives me fucking crazy. I'm sick of 16-year-olds yeah, showing me their skin on TikTok. I mean, you need to feed your cells. Like, if your body is breaking down, like, yeah, Which no, that's not going to be good. And, like, part of the reason why we made this supplement as well is because, like, you know, your lipid content and your skin goes down as you as you get older and like you can feed cells from the inside out but it's like not super linear like topical skincare is very linear like you put it on it's a targeted solution whereas like eating it which you know cbd like there are tons of like other supplements it's not as linear and it is variable per, by person can you okay. tell us about the research about cbd and skincare and what's really going on and why that's good for what do you know? I'm a disbeliever. Know? I'm a disbeliever. Prove me wrong. We have a study, so we can. Um, <laughs> All right. Um, Take but, my money. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know, like, Marta, like, you can talk about this too, but it's kind of like when we were in cannabis, like, we saw a lot of crazy, wild claims and BS from companies. Yeah. There's honestly so many people that put out an oil tincture that you would take ingestibly and say that you can just put it on your face, which like maybe you could, but I wouldn't. And I feel like a lot of people shouldn't, but a lot of that is what was like early CBD skincare and just like heavily scented like masks and honestly stuff that probably didn't make a difference if you were putting it on in a cream or like taking an Epsom salt bath, like, we didn't really see wow. anything regulated, which was huge. And that's why we started do. Yeah. Because there was really nothing. So we brought Joyce on to help us with the clinical yeah. study and basically figuring out the dose. Like people are just throwing whatever into a solution and just like saying like it helps with inflammation. And like mm. basically retinol works because it talks to receptors in your skin, right? Mm. So it talks to receptors and it tells them to speed the fuck up and to start making new cells. And that's why you're getting this collagen production and things like that. That's why you have like a thinning of the first layer, but a thickening of the epidermis, which is why it helps with wrinkles. Mm. And so, um, and our, our dermatologist advisor, she was like, 
cannabinoids have, there are cannabinoid receptors in your skin. So cannabinoids can also speak to these receptors and it can help with things like inflammation. So if you have dry skin, if you have irritated skin, et cetera, it can talk to receptors. So for us, we're all about reducing that inflammation, giving you actives that aren't going to irritate the skin because so much of skincare is about exfoliation and, you know, basically using kind of old school ingredients. Like there isn't a ton of innovation in skincare. So we did a clinical study to figure out the dose. We have the dose. We've actually shown that different doses have different levels of efficacy. So it's like a super high dose doesn't work as well. And neither does a super low dose. There's like a, there's like a happy level, but we knew this with some research that we had on cannabinoids. So the research is super thin. Almost no one's done clinical studies in skincare. And we've been working on this for two years. Like we were convinced somebody was going to have done something by now. And we're like, I guess like people have done like self-perception like questionnaires where it's like you send out your product and they're like, oh, 95% of women saw glowing skin. It's like, that's a survey that people mm. take. Like it's, it's just based off like what you think. And it's like, yeah, if you put an oil on your face, of course you're going to be glowing. Like Vaseline will do that. Um, so we're really excited that we figured out the dose. We're doing our next clinical, which is just to like, we want to talk about one more potential claim. Um, and so that's why it's coming out in 2021. Wow. wow. What skincare product do you wish you invented? <clears throat> Botox. Just if we're going to talk about money. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but what skincare product do I wish I invented? I mean, CE Ferulic, SkinCeuticals. I think that is one of the most iconic mm-hmm. products ever. And they did, like, it's kind of what we modeled, like, CBD off of, is we want to be the first to do research on this ingredient, but actually figure out how to do it right. And so SkinCeuticals did that with CE Ferulic. They are the ones who figured out the right percentage of vitamin C, how to stabilize it with ferulic acid because it's super unstable, but also ingredients to help it actually penetrate the skin better. Mm. That's why everybody copies it, because it works. Mm. Drugstore, drugstore vitamin C recommendations or drugstore products that we love. Marta, do you have any drugstore products? I know you love certain ones other than your Evian spray. Honestly, like, I don't really go to drugstores. Is that bad? I do. I'm just like a digital girl. You're a digital girl. Okay, you're (laughs) chic. Um, So I would say this is my trick. So, okay, because we work in supply chain, right? Mm. (laughs) Give us the real. Okay, so the thing is, you just look at the parent company. So who owns SkinCeuticals? L'Oreal. Look at any vitamin C by L'Oreal company, and you're going to know that they have similar manufacturing practices, so similar stability. They're also going to probably have similar sourcing. And the more you buy in bulk, the more the lower cogs, like cost of goods sold, you have. So for me, whenever I want to hack for SkinCeuticals, I'm not out here trying to buy some like random company. I'm like, you don't even have the right supply chain, the same factory. Like even how you bottle the vitamin C will impact how it works. So I always find it really funny, like dupe culture. I'm like, dupe culture is very easy to find a good dupe. Look at the parent company and then look at the cheaper brands because they're always going to have cheaper brands. So we're talking Vichy um, and La Roche-Posay and L'Oreal Paris. Those are my, those are the three that I would, I would start, start at. They're super cheap. So theoretically, you're, dude, girl, Smucker's organic peanut butter is made in the same vat of peanut butter where they make Santa Cruz organic. Yes. And it's a (laughs) dollar cheaper at least. Yes. 
We're saving Sorry. lives today, guys. <laughs> We're saving lives. This is powerful. Very powerful stuff. I always try to – I love figuring out, like, the Trader Joe's products and, like – Yeah. Is it really, like, the name brand plantain chip and they just, like, call it Trader Joe's? Haha, like, I'm making a <laughs> killing out here. <laughs> so, theoretically, C.E. Ferulic might be made in the same factory as a L'Oreal vitamin, vitamin C – I, Depends. Like I okay. know, so I know we found out where some of their factories were because we were basically when we were looking for our yeah. manufacturer, um, we ended up with Jersey because Jersey's actually like a skincare like haven. Like a lot of skincare is what? made out of in, in New Jersey. Tell me some skincare products that are being made in New Jersey besides yours. Um, well, I believe that um, L'Oreal has a lot, but like wow. okay, I actually don't want to say because some of them don't are say, don't say, don't NDA, say, NDA, NDA. But, like, yeah, I was actually going to say a really big one. Um, but no, Jersey's just like, um, they have like a lot of like cosmetic chemists that are out there. Like Joyce used to have to like commute out to Jersey to like, you know, make skincare for like all of these like cult brands. Um, but yeah, we basically landed on a factory and we basically chose one that was like very um, by the books on OTC and stability. So OTC is like when you work with the FDA. So it's like, for example, hand sanitizer, mm. right? Um, hand sanitizer, a lot of it's not stabilized. And so that matters because hand sanitizer evaporates very easily. Have you ever spilled mm-hmm. alcohol on your counter? It like basically just like dissipates. All the time. So if you have a hand, you're like, right. Um, but basically it's like, if you have a hand sanitizer that's not properly sealed and hasn't been stability tested, Woo! like it's a three month test. You basically could have a hand sanitizer that's like 40% alcohol. And it says 70% on the bottle. And it's super common. Like, we actually did, like, a survey of the market. And it's, like, so crazy. And it's, like, always the clean beauty brands. And I'm, like, you just don't understand the regulation. Like, there are regulations. You just don't follow them because you can fall under the radar. It's wild. So, yeah, we basically work with a lab that's, like, so... And if they hear this, like, we love you. But, like, so anal on everything. And, like, very specific and by the books. And, like, doesn't let anything slide. Because it keeps us honest and it ensures that we're providing a good end product to consumers. Do you have a, um, a eye cream that has caffeine that you recommend or even a drugstore one? Esther, yeah. I the conversation. I mean, honestly, you're like we're we're still. She's like back to my notes on caffeine. Yeah, she's Um, like back to my one specific thing that I need to know for myself. I mean, honestly, if you're worried about dark circles, you should get a high frequency machine um, as well. Um, Dumbass. I can I can show you that. Um, But. I mean, most eye creams are going to have a caffeine in it because it's cheap and it's like super common. I mean, the Dr. Loretta one definitely has something in it that helps with um, with dark circles. Um, but in terms of drugstore, one, I'm going to have to look it up. I love using like face creams, like the Neutrogena Hydro Boost Gel. I don't know if you've ever oh, heard God, of that cream. Yeah. So for what? me, it's great because I have dry skin. Um, not always great for everyone, but basically it's the same exact ingredient list as their eye cream. So you just buy the 1.7 ounce one and it's like really good for under eyes mm. to make, make mm. them plump. It's like mm. 20 bucks. The pen is coming out. Oh God. Oh God. Charlotte, what have you done? You've Sorry. turned Esther into a student of skincare. I, I hate this. <laughs> Esther like I mean, holds it up and it's like a it's like a childish drawing of a house with like a sun in the corner. 
I mean, I'm, I've been, I have not seen another human in eight days, so this is all I have right now. Fair enough. Fair enough. Esther's quarantining. It's all good. You guys, oh, I mean, what haven't we said? You know? <laughs> I'm so excited about Do. It's like, obviously, it's backed by some absolutely incredible science, some very high integrity manufacturing practices. <laughs> and let's be real, that branding, that branding fucking slaps. Yeah. Highly recommend following the Do Instagram for all your aesthetic needs. It's and all Marta, so that's all you, baby. Thanks, guys. It is um, really, really where, pretty. It is. I love it. Where can people, what, can you guys plug the so appropriate socials mm-hmm. to further absorb your Pun. hydration tips and Intended. more? And caffeine. Um, so, do is at do skin. So, it's D I E U X skin. And yeah, Marta's easy. Marta, what's your handle? Just Marta. You guessed it. <laughs> One word, one name. One word. She's literally Madonna. Rihanna, Madonna, Marta. Yes. And then I'm Charlotte Parlay. So yeah, I just made that up a long time ago and it's stuck. We're so happy you guys came on the show. There was so much to talk about. Charlotte, you're a true fountain of wisdom. Love it. I'm changed forever. You got, you got Esther to hold a pen for the first time in what may have been years. I'm going to send you some Vaseline. It's going to be great. And I just want to confirm, Charlotte, honestly, I won't believe it. I want you to go in your bathroom right now and pull, I want you to, I want you to put the Vaseline on camera. Oh, you want me to go get it? I want to see it. All right. I'm going to get a screenshot. I, I don't believe it. I won't believe it until I see it. Ah, yes. Just the three of us. (laughs) Oh my God. Marta's doing her. This isn't allowed, is it? No, it's totally allowed. Oh, okay. Wait, okay, hold on. Charlotte, talk to us. Hold up the Vaseline. Wow, it really is just your old classic Vaseline jug. It's petrol atom. You know it has no bad, like basically unrefined petrol. Um, petroleum is bad, but it's USP. You have to look for that mark when you're buying a product. It means that it's been refined. Um, it is a byproduct of the petroleum industry, so that's negative. However, it's a byproduct. It's like either we're going to use it or we're not. So unless if you don't drive cars and like don't eat food and don't participate in any economy, like you're still going to be using oil. So anyways, that's normally what I say to people when they're like, it's bad for the environment. I'm like, it's already there. So either we're going to throw it out or not. Hold that up again. Let's get that in So it's a large jar. I like the big tub. Let me get the front. It is 13 ounces. It is a skin protectant. <laughs> also, it's a pr- It's actually a drug. I don't know if you guys knew that. So basically, ah. the FDA, whenever you see this on your product, the FDA um, actually looks at it. And the FDA, mm. you have to register with the FDA and be FDA compliant. So that's a really fun fact. I don't know if you guys knew. Oh, so yeah. So we get sunscreen, hand sanitizer. And then all I do is I oh, take... Oh, my God. I take a tiny amount. We're about to slug, guys. And then it's literally like what I'm wearing on my forehead right now. Oh and my then God. you see? Over sunscreen? Um, no, you, you put sunscreen on top. Always sunscreen is last. 
And then I just basically, it just, see how it looks like I have no forehead, like wrinkles, no forehead, no forehead wrinkles. It's because of the Vaseline. Like I have them. It's just, it, you see how it made it so shiny? Mm. It's a, it's a trick. It's like a lighting it's trick. A filter. Like Marilyn Monroe used to do this too. This is crazy. And, and I've it. always heard that Vaseline is non-comedogenic, which like blows my mind. Cause it's too big. It's too, it's a, it's a thick, thick, thick molecule. But you wouldn't necessarily recommend this for acneic skin, right? It depends. If you are on Accutane, oh, it's God. a life, it's a lifesaver. I wish I this fucking so many knew that. People. I know. I've heard this from so many people and it depends. Well, it's not going to block your pores. Vaseline can absolutely aggravate a breakout, but I also hear from people that have acne that this has really helped. So what I would say is this is a cheap, patch cheap test. product. Buy a tiny tub, patch test right here. Patch this right here and just see. Don't put it all over your face. Don't go crazy. But if you have dry skin, mm-hmm. you have eczema. People have eczema. They're like, yeah, we've been doing this. Mm. Like they were like, this is so unexciting. And like everybody else was like coming at me. But they've been new. Oh, 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 hold that, hold that. Got it. But like you Got see that shot. shine? You see that? Oh, I can't yeah, believe it's this. Beautiful. I need to get on that train. Yeah. We all do. Wow. Well, thank you so much, you I'm guys. Not, I'm not sure that you're not like a industry plant from the petroleum industry. <laughs> I feel like you're like the CEO Casually of like DuPont Exxon, or something. Exxon, yeah. Just, just you're like, and out. ducks, ducks love it when you spill it in the water. Ducks, like you see in the media, like oily ducks, they don't like, but no, ducks love Their pores, let me tell That's pretty you. Good. Just kidding. Unrefined is really bad in the ducks. No, I'm just using. You guys, thank you so much for coming on. This was informative, enlightening, uplifting, and oily. This was so fun. Very oily. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. All right, guys. I bid you adieu. Fair- farewell. <laughs> okay. Bye. 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 Podcast Network.